welcome to another episode of the Brain Ladle Trivia Podcast. I am your disgruntled host, Davo. With me, as always. Uh, what happened to your gruntles? You guys keep beating my gruntles out of me. How long has it been? I can't remember the last time I won. I cannot remember the last time I won an episode. Huh. Interesting. So you guys have been. Well, oh, the tilt that I horribly lost. No, that would be Neil winning the tilt. No, no, you won. You won a game in the tilt, is what I'm saying. Yeah, you won uh, colors. I won colors. Okay, that was over a month ago. I'm on a bit of a losing streak. Could be two months by the time we air this. Oh, you know, I try to look at the bright side of life, Neil. I'm hoping that'll change. <laughs> Kells, how are you doing? Doing just fine, Davo. You seem like you have the the glow of winning about you. Well, I guarantee I won't lose this game. See, <laughs> I'm putting money on it. That's bold. Why do you think you won't lose? Oh, because I'm not playing. I'm I'm, I'm oh. posing the questions to you too. Oh, well, well, that there's your guarantee. I play safely out here. Yeah. <laughs> so what? Uh, what is the topic for today? Well, it's a little something I like to call respect my authority. Oh. Respect. Respect. No T. Don't put a T on that. Right. <laughs> but you want to put us to Does that have a K on the end? <laughs> put one on the end if you like to, Neil. And then is it that's just because I like Is it authority or authority? It's T. Okay. Okay. We'll go T. I mean I've heard it both ways. Are we gonna put some respect <laughs> on your name there, Kells? <laughs> I'll give me all mine. Respect <laughs> on it. <laughs> <laughs> Put some respect on that name. I will give you your propers. <laughs> Indeed, sir. Well, I'm curious to see what those, what that's about. I am too, but out of respect for the way we do things around here. Neil, what are the rules? We have a topic. Apparently, it's respect my authority today, and there's six categories of four questions each each question is worth 10 points and there may be a few bonus points thrown in from time to time and then a final question where we can bet all or none or somewhere in between of our points that we have at that point i said points an awful lot there i think you tend to get a lot of them so it makes sense we got points to spare <laughs> all right so we we ready to jump into this one Absolutely. I am going to I'm going to get back in the saddle and giddy up. <laughs> yeah, I I don't know. <laughs> Maybe I'm trying too hard. <laughs> Maybe. Relax. Let's man. play. <laughs> All right. Category 1. Coach him up. Oh. Neil's favorite topic, sports. Yay. Number one, the coach of the 1969 NBA champions holds a very special place in history. He was an integral part of the previous year's championship team 
and became the first African-American coach to win an NBA title. Name this Hall of Fame player slash coach. 69 Celtics. I'm locked in. Davos locked in. I'm trying to think of any basketball players that would have been a coach in 69, and I, I don't know any. Okay, I'm locked in. All right. Davos, you locked in first. Who'd you come up with? If I recall correctly, he was not just a coach. He was a player coach. So I put down Bill Russell. Interesting choice. Neil, what did you come up with? I said Wilt Chamberlain. I don't know if he ever coached anything. Well, Bill Russell was the first and only, to my knowledge, NBA player coach to win an NBA title in 1969. So, Davo, you are correct, sir. Woo-hoo. Did Will Chamberlain ever coach? Yeah, Will Chamberlain did. Did he? No, he wasn't so much a coach as a he was. He was a talent scout. Ah. Uh, he, you know, he he had an eye for talent and uh, engaged in many tryouts. That I did not know. Thank you, Dave. Yeah, ten thousand of them, according to his book. <laughs> All right, number two. What 1970s Yankee skipper delivered success, but often butted heads with the team's owner and even the team's star player? Before I lock in with my answer, I would just like to say congratulations to the Boston Red Sox for winning the World Series this year, and it's a beautiful thing. Locked in. (laughs) Do you have to do that if if you answer any question about the Yankees? Yes, I do. Okay, I was just making sure. It's contractually obligated. Okay, I didn't know you had been signed, but it's good to know. Uh, by the, uh, by both the Boston Baked Bean Company and the Boston Cream Pie Company. Oh, I'm like a. I give you the bacon. It's a lucrative, <laughs> lucrative bonus, but man, sugar makes me sleepy now. Old man gut. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Old man gut. <laughs> Neil, what did you get? Uh, I could only think of one, and I think he's way earlier. I know it seems like I remember there was some kind of uh, like a, a skinny a skinny guy who was a manager in the 70s for the Yankees who was really volatile, but I have no idea what his name is. So I just went with Yogi Berra. Yogi Berra. Devo. Who'd you come up with? I went with Billy Martin. Billy Martin is correct. Yeah, that's the guy I couldn't think of the name of. Yeah, you you described Wasn't him. Wasn't he oh, to a T? Yeah. <laughs> Wasn't he fired twice in a season? Yes, he was. I want to say he did like five stints with the Yankees. Yeah, yeah. Steinbrenner and Martin, they just couldn't quit each other. Number three, who is the only coach in NFL history to reach four straight Super Bowls? Bonus, two points if you can name the teams, two two points apiece if you can name the teams that he faced. I'm locked in. With one of the three coaches I could name off the top of my head. <laughs> when you have so few to choose from, it doesn't take very long to pick one at random. <laughs> 
That's that's pretty solid logic. I'm locked in. All right. Davo, what'd you come up with? I went with Marv Levy, the Buffalo Bills. Um, They faced the Dallas Cowboys twice, uh, the Washington Redskins, and the New York Giants. And Neil? I was kind of torn between Don Shula and Tom Landry and ended up going with Tom Landry. And I don't, I don't know. Pittsburgh. Well, <laughs> the answer is Marvelous Marvin Levy. <laughs> Not Marvelous Marvin Hagler. <laughs> Not to be confused with. And they were so similar. Very, very mean left hooks. But um, <laughs> they faced the Giants first, then the Redskins, and then the Cowboys twice. But you only get two points for the Cowboys. That's okay. Correct answer for Davo, plus bonus. So number four, the Alabama Crimson Tide under coach Nick Saban have been a perennial force in college football, winning five national titles and losing very few games. The last time the Tide lost by double digits was in 2004 to another SEC team coached by what man? 2004? It's been 14 years since they've lost by double digits? Yes. Good Lord. I don't even know what the question was asking, but it really doesn't matter. <laughs> oh, who was the coach of the team that last beat the Tide by double digits? I'm locked in with someone. I'm locked in Can I throw well. in a late bonus? Yeah. Would yeah. you like a late bonus? Would that be cool? Uh, five points if you can tell me the team that beat them. Well, I'm I'm locked in with a coach and a team. Okay. I am too. All right. Neil. You I think there was a coach once called Spurrier. Maybe still is for all I know. And I, I'm thinking FSU, Florida State. Okay. Davo. I went with Les Miles, and I believe he coached the LSU Tigers. Well, Davo, mm. you get five points. That was LSU. Yeah, LSU, right. Okay. It was LSU. But the coach was Nick Saban. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> so the last time a Nick Saban, t- uh, Alabama, lost by double digits, was to the coach that's coaching them currently. That is correct. Oh, my God. Huh. So, after round one, do we have scores? Well, one of us has a score. Davo has a score. reversal of fortune. Davo has a score of 35, and Neil has a score of zero, which I guess technically is a score, but that's just a very low one. Well, we, we got your tough subject out of the way first, Neil. Uh, I... I believe you're missing some bonus points for me. Am I? Yeah. Or yeah, he he got six six for the the three teams. Oh, okay. That the Bills faced. Okay, so in that case, it is forty-one for Davo and zero for Neil. But I got a feeling business is about to pick up. I think so. I I I needed to sprint out into that early lead since sports came up because, damn. <laughs> well let's let's not get a charlie horse right now because we're moving into 
politics. Okay. All right. For this for this round, I am going to give you vice presidents, and I want you to tell me the president that they served under. Okay. Gotcha. All right. All right. Number one, uh, we got uh, a a Ron Burr and George Clinton. Locked in. I'm locked in as well. All right, Neil, who you got? I believe it was Mr. Jefferson. Okay, and Davo? I believe it was Mr. Adams. Papa Adams, as he liked to be called. The correct answer is Mr. Thomas Jefferson. Very nice. Could be the start of something beautiful, Neil. All right, number two, George Clinton and uh, Elbridge Gary. Elbridge Gary? Elbridge Gary. I don't like repeating myself, so you're going to have to catch that the first time. I'm locked in. You just wanted to say George Clinton in a political question, didn't you? I want to say it two times. I'm a big fan of his work. He was a busy man being vice president and also... Taking us aboard the mothership of Parliament Funkadelic. I don't think that's, well, maybe. As a former president of the United States, I don't like to be questioned, Neil. <laughs> Take me at my word. Uh, okay, I'm locked, I'm locked in. Dave, who'd you come up with? I, I said uh, Mr. Madison. All right, and then Neil. I also went with Madison. James Madison is correct. Woo. All right. Uh, number three. Uh, John Garner, uh, Henry Wallace, and uh, Harry Truman. Locked in. Um, Do you need to hear those again? No, I'm just... I'm just thinking. I'm locked in. All right. Dave O, who'd you come up with? I came up with the finest... Democratic president ever. FDR. Wow. Uh, next time with your answer, don't be so disrespectful. Uh, Neil, <laughs> would you come up with? I went with that hack of a Democrat, FDR. <laughs> <laughs> well, you will both be correct. Franklin Delano Roosevelt. <laughs> Number four. Uh, Thomas Hendricks, then after a four-year vacay, Adelaide Stevenson. Lucky. Oh, man. Locked in. All right, Neil, who'd you come up with? Well, I think the key to your question is the four years later. So it had to be... There's only two that, that could have been, and one we just covered. The other one is Cleveland. Davo. Well, I thought Adelaide Stevenson ran for president in the 20th century against someone of note. I thought it was against Eisenhower. So I went with Truman. A correct answer is my favorite Sesame Street character, Grover Cleveland. <laughs> 
I should have gone with my gut. I should have gone where I, I apologize, Mr. President. I should have. I think I think the gut. one you're thinking of, Devo, is his grandson or great grandson or something. I think they're related. Oh, so that I I wasn't I was okay. There was another Adelaide Stevenson there. That would be correct. Um, I'm gonna need some scores after round two. Well, the scores are a little bit different. Uh, forty for Neil and sixty-one for Devo. Oh, the plot thickens. Thank you, Mr. President. Uh, no problem. Uh, to be of service. All right. So that was such a great get for the podcast. I mean, <laughs> he's so you busy. Line that up. I know. He's so he's a he's a very generous guy. Like he just yeah, happened to be in the neighborhood. So, do you think he could get us on? Yeah, just stop by. You think he could get us on one of his Netflix specials? His Netflix shows that he's doing. I don't know if it goes both ways. I, he, I don't know if he would be willing to do that for us. Mm. He, he probably wants to just keep us at this level until we like blow up, and then he has to have us on. But yeah, that makes sense. This is a good start. I'm, no, no, I'm glad he's yeah. baby. I don't want to sound ungrateful. Yeah. <laughs> no, you know, baby steps. No. All right, round three is it's lit. Lit number one. In the beginning of what Arthur Miller play does the main character, Willie Loman's wife, Linda, suggest he ask his boss, Howard Wagner, to allow him to work in his home city so he won't have to travel? Locked in. Locked in. All right, Neil. What'd you come up, what'd you come up with? I, I don't know the play at all, but I think Willie Loman is in Death of a Salesman. All right, Devo. Uh, it is Death of a Salesman. That is a wonderful play. It is bleak. It is heart-wrenching. It can make performances. It can break it can break make and break careers on, on the stage. And it just now occurred to me that the protagonist his name is literally Low Man. Yeah, yeah. Well, you both are correct. It is Death of a Salesman. Number two. In a Christmas Carol. Bob Cratchit works for a horrible man by the name of Ebenezer Scrooge. Who was Scrooge's deceased partner? Okay. I'm locked into. All right, Devo. I had a momentary hiccup. He's like, I, I. I may have gotten the last half of this character's name wrong, but I, I'm going to be so embarrassed if I do. Okay. I put down Jacob Marley. Okay. Neil. I, on the other hand, went with Marley as in Marley's ghost. Ugh. You are both correct. Good. Because <laughs> I as I was writing it down, uh, <laughs> as I was writing it down, I wrote down M A R L, and it was like, "Is it Marlowe?" <laughs> I was starting to freeze, but I powered through. Well, good job, both of you. All right, question three: Be careful when you hire this literary figure from children's fiction, for she takes things extremely literal. 
If you ask her to house it, don't be surprised when you return home to find her perched on your roof. Name this woman. Man. I had quite a few of her books growing up. I'm locked in with what I've got. I'm going with my gut. Okay. With my old man gut. (laughs) Easy on the sugar. I have absolutely no idea. I'm locked in. All right, Neil. I said Mary Poppins because she can fly up on your roof. That she could. She is a time lord. Devo. (laughs) (laughs) She is. Her bag was a TARDIS. I wrote down Amelia Bedelia. Well, sir, you are correct. Amelia Bedelia. Hey! All right. My sister likes Amelia Bedelia. <laughs> I have, to my knowledge, never heard that word, those words together like that before. Are you serious? Well, they are a lark. They are fun, fun little ki- little kid novels. They're great. Yeah, she 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 made a sponge cake with a sponge, like it's like super literal. She sounds kind of dumb. She's a sweetheart, Neil. Get to know her and you'll you'll feel the same way. Yeah, I don't think I'm... And it's a children's novel. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Number four. In William Golding's Lord of the Flies, the role of chief is first given to Ralph because he appears to be the most responsible and is in possession of what precious item? Locked in. I'm locked in, too. All right, Neil. He had the conch or conch. I forget how it's pronounced. Devo. He had the conch. The conch is correct. And that wraps up. It's lit. What do we have for scores at the half? We have Neil with 70 and Devo continuing his nearly perfect game at 101. So... We have a Twitter that we like to use to talk to our fans, friends, and followers at Ladlebrain. We also have a wonderful Facebook page. You can check us out. And if you're feeling a little bit more than just communicative and you want to, as they say, put your money where your mouth is, we have a Patreon page that every little bit of the Patreon funds goes to making the show better and upgrading equipment and helping to produce different shows in the future and all sorts of good stuff. Uh, Susan L is a patron and she is wonderful. So check that out along with the website brainladletrivia.com and all the various socially media internet thingies that we've got going on. You're getting a little bit technical for people, Deva, with the social media I'm thingies. <laughs> I'm sorry. I didn't. Yeah, I'm. I'm sorry about that. But I expect our audience will grasp what I'm talking about. They're very smart and lovely people. Yeah, they'll they'll pick up what you're putting down. All right, round four. It's gonna be movie bosses, and if you fellas don't mind, I like to. I like to read this as one of my favorite movie bosses. Would that be cool? Sure. Sure. All right. Question one. 1999. 
Gary Cole's place of employment is engulfed in flames, which all seems to stem from asking an employee to work on the weekend. Name that movie. Locked in. I don't know who you're supposed to be, though. Oh, my gosh. Put some respect on Mr. <laughs> Wallace's name. Who? <laughs> Let me ask you a question. What does Marcellus Wallace look like? I, I don't know who Marcellus is. That... I'm locked in, by the way. Okay. <laughs> I apologize. Mr. Wallace, I apologize. I'll handle this. Out. Mr. Wallace <laughs> made a a stellar performance in Pulp Fiction. Oh, I, I think I watched that once. I didn't care for it. One time ain't enough. I'm going to need you to increase that number. I mean, you sound a little sleepy. That's the last time I'm going to be disrespected on this podcast. Oh, my gosh. Oh man. Well, I'm locked in. If we could move on to something more pleasant than the tension. Neil, what did you what did you come in with? Office space. Devo. Office space. You're both correct. Number two. Nineteen eighty. Dabney Coleman learns that being a sexist egotistical, lying, hypocritical bigot does not pay when theory of his employees chain him up in his own home. Name that movie. Locked in. Locked in, sir. Dave sir? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Some people Excuse learn. Excuse me, Mr. Wallace, he really doesn't know. Some people learn the hard way. The answer that I have locked in with is nine to five. And Neil? Nine to five. Both correct. Number three. 1999 again. Zach Grenier gets to watch his employee, Edward Norton, beat himself up in his office after blackmailing him. I think old Eddie had a couple screws loose. Name that movie. Locked in. Locked in. Neil. Uh, Fight Club. And Davo. Fight Club. Once again, both correct. You're doing real well in the early rounds, but in the fifth, you know what to do. Yes, sir. Put on the number four. <laughs> 2011. Kevin Spacey kills Colin Farrell while his employee, Jason Bateman, looks on from a distance. Luckily for Bateman, he and his friends were planning on killing them both, so that saved them a bit of effort. Name that movie. Locked in. Locked in. Davo. Horrible Bosses. And Neil. I also said Horrible Bosses. And Circle gets the square. I'm sorry. Uh, you both answered correctly. Well done in that category, gentlemen. Thanks. I genuinely appreciate it, sir. It's a real honor to have you. Just knows when you're gone, you stay gone, or you be gone. Yes, sir. 
All right, guys. So what are the scores after that round? Uh, I still don't know who that is. But (laughs) 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 the scores uh, are 110 for Neil and 141 for Davo. All right. Round five. A little something I like to call Capo da Tutti Capi. Any of you know what that means? Is it the boss of bosses? Boss of all bosses. Yeah. All right. Gonna talk about La Cosa Nostra. Oh, no. <laughs> all right. Number one. You know, maybe in the fifth, <laughs> I will go down. This is crazy. <laughs> All right. It's like Mr. Wallace set me up. <laughs> uh, dude knows what he's talking about, man. He's connected. He, that's how he, Oh, yeah. Yeah. All right. Number one. What famous gangster and trusted top lieutenant to Al Capone ran the Chicago outfit after Capone was sent to prison? Locked in. I went through my gangster phase. I think every... I think everybody has a gangster phase where they're really into it. Yeah. Yeah. I went through mine when I was about 18 to 20. You know, devouring every book you could find about the, yeah. Yeah. About the, the, the mob. Mm Mm-hmm. And I, it just fell away pretty quickly. I think I, you know, got back into comic books or something, but I went, there was a time (laughs) when, it may have been reawakened by the fantastic gangster movie that I'm struggling to name right now that came out in the 90s. Goodfellas. Goodfellas. Yeah, I think that helped reawaken it. Well, Goodfellas is quite the classic. I'm watching that one. Davo, you you, you rang in first. What'd you come up with? I went with uh, Lansky. Would you be referring to Meyer Lansky? Yeah, I couldn't remember if it was Meyer or Myers, so I just went with the last name. Lansky. Okay. And Neil, who would you come up with? Uh, I think this might actually be a rival of his. I put Lucky Luciano. Charles Luciano. Well, the correct answer was Frank Nitti. Okay. Well, of course. Frank Nitti. That was my fifth or sixth guess. <laughs> So close. <laughs> Gotta go down the line though. <laughs> All right. Speaking of it, Neil, or speaking of him, number two. The brainchild of Charles Luciano. What was the name of the Mafia Board of Directors established in 1931 that brought together the seven most powerful families in the country? Locked in. Man. The name of the Mafia Board of Directors. I just want you to know my performance in this category is a direct result of Marcellus Wallace. <laughs> I'm locked in. All right, Neil, who'd you come up with? I think. Or what did you come up I with? I think it is called The Commission. Okay. And Davo? I went with The Outfit. The Outfit. The correct answer is The Commission. Mm. Yeah. A bit of a trivia nugget. The commission was established so that 
there wouldn't be a boss of all bosses because that led to a lot of uh, conflict. Because I mean, one guy running, you know, mm-hmm. several outfits can lead to trouble. So they sat at a round table. They didn't want, you know, the more customary table because wanted to be, you know, reinforced that there was no head. Like everybody mm-hmm. was equal. Brought them all together. So the five families from New York City, the Chicago outfit, and I forget the family that ran in Buffalo, but those were those were the the families. Buffalo? Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah. That makes sense. Thirty one. <laughs> okay. All right. Number three. 1972, Sonny Corleone to Tom Hagen. Pop had Janko, look what I got. What position did Janko hold in the family that Sonny was referring to? Was it A, underboss, B, consigliere, C, cabo regime, or D, soldato? Who did he say it to? He said this to Tom Hagen, his adopted brother. Or in the movie, uh, James Kahn to Robert Duvall. I'm locked in. I'm locked in. All right, Davo. I seem to recall one of the conflicts of the film, The Godfather, was Sonny was a pretty tempestuous fellow. And he wanted someone who could go to war with him. But the position that he's referring to was filled by Tom Hagen, who was not suited for that. So I am going to go with Consigliere. (laughs) Neil. (laughs) Consigliere. Why are you laughing at me? (laughs) That was the pronunciation. What is it? How do you pronounce it? It's consigliere. That's what I said. Consigliere. <laughs> hey, Dave speaks Italian just fine. You're both. <laughs> yeah, I like my I like Italian. It's I don't think we have any Italian listeners, so at least no, nobody from Italy. We're going to make sure we don't with my consigliere. <laughs> well, you both. My apologies to all of our listeners. I apologize as well, but the, you're both correct. Consul Yeti is the correct answer. See, that sounds like you're saying Council Yeti. Consul Yeti. Like, it, well, it, when, I, when I hear you say it, it sounds like you're asking your lawyer, who is also Sasquatch, <laughs> to not, preside over something. Not Consul Yeti. Council Yeti. <laughs> Consul Yeti. <laughs> We speak American on this podcast. I was born you know? in Southern Arkansas. <laughs> I was born in Southern uh, Arkansas. My R at the end doesn't roll the right way, so you have to forgive me. <laughs> but it sounds better than that's your fine. <laughs> Consigliere. <laughs> yeah, it sounds a lot better. Than that. I couldn't. I didn't know how to pronounce that word when I read it, so <laughs> it's phonetic, and. It's stuck with me, okay? <laughs> okay. All right. Moving on. Please. With the rise... Well, I'm sorry. <laughs> what were you saying, Neil? I said, please move on. 
he's oh, desperate. Right. He's desperate for us to move away from consigliarisms. <laughs> okay. All right. Number four. With the rise of Carlo Gambino, the Gambino crime family became the most powerful crime family, and Carlo was given the title of Capo de Tutti Capi by the media, as was his successors, Paul Castellano from 1976 to 85, and what Dapper Don from 1985 to 1992. Locked in. I'm locked in. All right, Neil. I don't know anything except that the Dapper Don, I'm pretty sure it was John Gotti. Okay, and Davo? John Gotti, the Teflon Don. You're both correct. All right, and that wraps up. Round five. What do we? What are the scores looking like? One forty for Neil and one sixty-one for Davo. It's tightened up a bit. It has. Yeah. So let's see how round six treats you both, and we're going to be dealing with video games. Uh. Yay! <laughs> you didn't sound too excited, Neil. Are you all right? So no, I'm I'm super excited. <laughs> All right. Number one. In what game do you have to vanquish Great Tiger, Ball Bull, and King Hippo before taking on the incredibly difficult champion boss? Locked in. Uh locked in, I guess. <laughs> uh Davo. Mike Tyson's punch out. And Neil? Uh, I guess Mortal Kombat. I don't know. The correct answer. Mike Tyson's Punch-Out. Woo! Did you know that there's a version of that game in which Mike Tyson isn't the final boss? I did not. Uh, well, they... Who's the final boss? Uh, oh, now I forgot his name. I think it's the, I think it's the same man. No, is it Sandman? Okay. Yeah, Sandman replaces him as the final boss. It was a licensing thing after a while. Right. Yeah, so I played yeah. both versions growing up and got confused mm -hmm. getting to the end when Mike Tyson went there. <laughs> but also happy <laughs> because Mike Tyson would yeah, destroy you. That was ridiculous. Yeah. Never played it. And your only recourse is get good. <laughs> You never played it, Neil? No. That was oh, that was on the NES, right? It's kind of... Yes, sir. Yeah, I never yes. I never had an NES. Oh. It's kind of a classic if you can find it. It's it's really fun to play. Yeah, it's 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 boxing. Didn't they have one on the Wii that was motion? They had one on the Wii. There was, oh, a, was like... a super punch out on uh the Super Nintendo. I never played that nice. one. Nice. Yeah, but classic. If you can, you should play. All right. Mm -hmm. Number two. Bowser is Mario's arch nemesis, except in Super Mario Brothers 2, in which a villainous frog was his final adversary. What was the name of this tyrant that cursed the dreamland of Subcon and its people? You know, I never got to the end of Super Mario 2. Never? Never. I never got to the beginning of it. 
It was really fun. I enjoy Super Mario too. It's weird, but fun. Yeah, there's a video on YouTube where they explain why it is so different from the first, the original and the third Super Mario Brothers. It's like really good. It's basically like Mario put on top of another successful game that released in Japan. Well, not as successful as Super yeah. Mario, but they they basically like revamped this game and put you know Mario, Luigi, and Toad and Peach in the place of its original characters it's like it's a really interesting video it's essentially a reskin yeah essentially because the original super mario brothers 2 was incredibly difficult <laughs> Incred- like ridiculously well, difficult well i'm locked in with with an answer i really don't know but i'm gonna give it a shot okay neil you still pondering oh no i like i locked in Okay, I'm sorry. All right. <laughs> well, let's hear what your no idea was, Neil. I think I feel like I've said I have no idea an awful lot in this this episode. <laughs> I said evil Yoshi. Again, I know he's not a, a turtle, but I don't know. Darth Yoshi, <laughs> basically. Yoshi with the black hair, slick back, you know, with the mustache. Yeah, and a mustache. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Davo? Uh, I said croaker, because that sounds like an evil toad. It does. Well, you were closer to getting this. I mean, not really, but you were in the same vein. That his name was Wart. Wart. Oh. Villainous frog okay. named Wart. Well, there you go. <laughs> All right. Number three. You see the bosses for this 1980 arcade smash on every level, and you must use cunning maneuvers to survive. But beware. Inky is a beast. Name this game. For for bonus, if you like. Uh, two points for each of the bosses' names. I basically gave you one already, but I'm locked in. Okay. I'm locked in as well. All right, Neil, you locked in first. The game would be Pac-Man and the ghosts are in no particular order. Inky, Blinky, Pinky, and Clyde. Okay. Devo. Uh, Pac-Man. Inky, Blinky, Pinky, and Clyde. You are both correct, plus bonus. Well done. Did you know that they had, like, that Inky, Pinky, Blinky, and Clyde were their nicknames and not their actual names? What are their actual names? (laughs) Well, trivia nugget time. Uh, Blinky's name was Shadow. Pinky's name Uh is Speedy. Inky's name is Bashful. And Clyde, and what seems like a <laughs> a total flip around, his real name is Pokey. Huh. Usually, your name would be Clyde. I don't think you could, and your nickname would be Pokey, but this is flipped. See, uh, why would you need a nickname of Blinky if your actual name is Shadow, or Speedy, or Bashful? Well, yeah. Hey, I didn't design <laughs> the game. I was a wee. Well, <laughs> I wasn't alive. 
Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I was a wee lad. <laughs> okay. And the final question in video games. The Evil Queen is the final boss in this 1991 NES game, but very few players got to face her, probably because they couldn't make it through the ridiculously treacherous Turbo Tunnel level. Name this game. Locked in. That sounds like a bit of pain with that lock in, Davo. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I'm locked in. All right, Devo, what'd you come up with? I said Battletoads. Battletoads. Okay. Neil? Again, never having had a Nintendo system, I'm at a slight disadvantage. Uh, I guess Mario Kart, because I figured you could go through a tunnel in Mario Kart, right? There were tunnels. Yeah. But it's a little before Mario Kart's time with the NES. So the correct answer... It's Battletoads. Check you out. It was that game and the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles game. Oh, trapped in time that, or something. The water like level where you're swimming underwater, trying to defuse oh, the bombs. Yeah, it was. Yes, <laughs> they they. I read some. I don't know if it was a conspiracy theory or not. I feel like it, it's probably more true, but with the. With stores, you know, renting video games. Like they yeah. they made Battletoads like harder so that people would have to like rent it more in order to try to beat it. This is some collu- some blockbusters collusion or something? Hey man, I, I ain't make it up. I'm just saying it makes sense. That's crazy. <laughs> that you know, I think that's some folks who didn't practice the all-knowing, all-powerful, get good. <laughs> hey, man, you got to go to school. You got to do yard work. Come on, man. It's hard to just sit in front of a TV, unless you get it on Friday night. Yeah, get that's when you get it, after school. Friday night after school. Yeah. And hope you don't have to Play go to Play it till you can't straighten your thumb out. That's dedication. Uh, you're begging off at church on Sunday. <laughs> I had a very different childhood than you guys did. <laughs> we couldn't we couldn't go right no man you were you, <laughs> we couldn't go rent games for my atari 2600 oh man I, did i have a 2600 oh, i i had a 2600 didn't and, they come out with an atari after that love it. several the 4800 i think i had the 48 yeah yeah okay then there was i had an atari 800 also and then an atari 5200 i was we were kind of atari folks for some reason Atari was fun. And devotees. Yeah, yeah it was a good game. Good gaming system. I had uh, Dr. J versus Bird one-on-one. <laughs> it was so lifelike. Where I, that's where I fell in love with the game of basketball. <laughs> I know. I know. <laughs> All right. Uh, at the end of regulation, what are our scores? 158 for Neil, and Dave couldn't quite make it to 200. He got 199. Uh oh. This is not a runaway at all. No. Well, you know what it's time for. We've all been waiting for it. It's Mm -hmm. it's that final round. Now I want you to make your wagers based on how comfortable you feel about who's the boss. 
the TV show? It's TV related. I'll give you that much. Who's the boss? I'm locked in with my wager. All right. Uh, where? What is your your point total, Neil? One fifty eight. It's gonna do a little math over there. Gotta do my Gazintas. <laughs> you know, you say that so often. I feel like Gazintas must be a reference to something, but I have no idea what. I don't know what it means either, but I'm very interested to hear what this means. Well, I had a dear friend who passed away a few years ago, and he was always he would always talk about doing his Gazintas. This guy is a very very intelligent guy, an engineer, um, and he always wanted to do his Gazintas. And finally, I'm like. What's a gazenta? I have no idea what you're talking about. Thinking it's some kind of highbrow math term. You know, it's it's something beyond my, you know, algebra two level, you know. <laughs> and and he's like, well, you know, uh, five gazenta ten twice. <laughs> and three goes into nine. It goes into nine three times. <laughs> I'm teaching my children that. Gazentas, got to get them to do their Gazentas. I love that. That's a shout out to you, Maha. I am now done with my Gazentas. All right. Well, prepare yourself, gentlemen. In my hand, I hold a list of 14 television authority figures. I'm going to list them off, and I want you to name the shows in which they appeared on. And only for one of these, I need you to tell me that the first, I want you to tell me the first show that they appeared on as an authority figure. Because they appeared in a different show. Okay. I want the first one. Now the 14, I'm thinking nine is fair for full credit. Here we go. Number one, Lou Grant. Number two, Mel Cooley. Number three, Michael Scott. Number four, Jack Donaghy. Number five, Louis De Palma. Number six, Marlo Stanfield. Marlo? Marlo. Number seven, Roger Sterling. Number eight, Josiah Bartlett. Number nine, Ron Swanson. Number 10, Miranda Bailey. Number 11, The Chief. Number 12, 
Ari Gold. Number 13, Charles Townsend. And number 14, Larry Tate. I have never in my life felt like I was reading off the names for a graduation before until right now. <laughs> you just hold your applause until everybody's gotten their diplomas. <laughs> I've never seen that work. Okay, well, I feel good. I've got I've got nine now, but I want to think about the others for, for a few minutes to pad my score a little bit. Okay, I'm good. I've got, I'm good. I'm locked in. All right, gents. Let's take it from the top. Number one, Lou Grant was from the Mary Tyler Moore Show. Got it. Ding, ding. All right. Number two, Mel Cooley, the Dick Van Dyke Show. That was one I had to think about, but I came up with it eventually. Oh. I did not get it. All right. Michael Scott was from The Office. Ding, ding. All right. Jack Donaghy, 30 Rock. Ding, ding. All right. Louis De Palma, Taxi. Got it. I love that show back in the day. That was um, that so funny. That short guy, uh, what's his name? Danny DeVito. Danny DeVito. Danny yeah. Danny DeVito. Yeah. God, he was so he was so horrible. He was such a horrible person. <laughs> it was so funny. He was in every way imaginable. All right. Uh, number six, uh, Marlo Stanfield, The Wire. Nope. No, sir. Oh, man, it's one of the greatest TV shows ever. All right. Roger Sterling. Mad Men. No. I got it. I tried watching that once. A little too mad for you? Uh, yeah, I just didn't get it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Josiah Bartlett. West Wing. I got that one. Just from the last name Bartlett. Did not get it. Yeah, President Bartlett. All right, Ron Swanson, Parks and Recreation. Got it. Got it. Miranda Bailey, Gray's Anatomy. Got it. Nope. <laughs> the Chief, Get Smart. Oh, of course. No, I didn't get that. I got that one. Did you really? I'm so happy about yeah. that one. Ari Gold. Entourage. I got that one somehow. That's another one I never saw, but <laughs> the name enough. Well played. Uh, Charles Townsend. Charlie's Angels. Got it. Nope. And Larry Tate from a little show called Bewitched. Got it. No. I didn't do well that time, guys. All right, gentlemen. How many how many did you get, Dave? Seven. Seven. Neil, how many did you get? I got eleven. Oh. I guess while you guys were playing video games, I was watching TV. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Now it comes down to the wagers. 
So, um, Neil, you were trailing in this one. What did you wager, sir? I had I had to double down. I bet 158 to end up with Big. 316. Oh, my gosh. Big bucks, no whammies. Davo, what did you wager? Well, anticipating his double down, mm-hmm. I had to bet more than that. I bet 160. Please me at 39. <laughs> so the winner is Neil. Congratulations, sir. I think Neil has a new nickname. What's that? He is Mr. 300. <laughs> <laughs> really? God. I, I, I literally had not... I didn't lead a single time. I didn't even come close until the final question. Well, that's the way this cookie crumbles. Well played to both of you. Those are good questions. Congratulations, Neil. Thank you. I enjoyed the questions thoroughly, uh, except for the last one, of course. <laughs> I'm glad. I only enjoyed 50% of that question. <laughs> So if you would like to enjoy 100% of our excellent content, check us out on Twitter, at LadleBrain, at our website, BrainLadleTrivia.com. We're on Facebook. You can email us, Kells at BrainLadle.com, Neil at BrainLadle.com, or Devo at BrainLadle.com. You can also check out our Patreon page. We're out there. We love our patrons. Susan L., we like our... We like our listeners. We like Liz. We like Allison. We like Andy. We like Lexi. So from all of us here at the Brain Ladle Trivia Podcast, I am your still dejected host, Devo, <laughs> with Kells. By Menon. What? And Neil. I'm still extra. <laughs> I'm now extra gruntled. <laughs> <laughs> hey, signing off. The preceding podcast was presented by Brain Ladle Productions. All rights reserved. Ooh, ooh, that's wonderful. <laughs> what the hell was that? The ghost of Marv Levy.